what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to You Had Me at Black. In this week's story, Danny from California brings us all the way to South Africa and Mozambique, where this lifelong wanderlust learned that in order to become the adventurer she'd always dreamed of, meant getting comfortable with getting lost and letting go. I want you to breathe all this in. This is You Had Me at Black, the podcast where black millennials tell true life stories. Basically, I was just going to talk about how when I was a kid, I was a nerd, like a weirdo. My favorite toy was a children's atlas. So I used to sit with this atlas that had all these pictures of these like amazing landmarks like Anchor Wat and Taj Mahal. That's one of the reasons why I want to see the seven wonders of the world. But I used to circle all these cities like all over the world. It's like, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go here, and I trace it out because I had it in my head from a really early age that I wanted to go on adventures. You know, I wanna be like Julia the Wolves, like this amazing story to tell, and you know, be like, I did that. I really glamorized it in my head, like it's my shining beacon. So when I got the chance to study abroad, I was like, hell yeah, like I've been waiting for this. Like, let me go off and be that heroine in all the books that I grew up with. But I didn't understand what it took to be an adventure. I didn't understand how bumpy the road was gonna be. And it makes me think of like one of my favorite proverbs is to become lost is to find the way, right? And I didn't have an appreciation for that until I got lost crazy lost and then I had to learn how to deal with being lost so that I could find the rest of the way to the end of my adventure. So back in 2012 I was studying abroad in South Africa so for my 21st birthday my friends and I decided that we were going to go on this huge trip. We were going to go from where I was living in Port Elizabeth to Durban which is on like east coast of South Africa and then up across the border to Mozambique. And Mozambique was like the gemstone of the trip, right? Because it's beautiful white sandy beaches and where we were gonna stay was this like really remote area and you could snorkel and everybody who had been there that told me about it was like, oh, Tofu Beach, you have to go to Tofu (laughs) Beach. Like, you know, they just get this wispy look in their eyes and was like, I have to go there too. So we decided that we were going to take a taxi So in South Africa, taxis are not what we think of. It's not like, you know, Uber, just like a four-door car. It's actually like a 12 to 15-seater van with like a sliding door. And they're hot, (laughs) they're crowded, but it's cheap, right? And we were broke, so that was important. So we get in the back of the taxi, we're loading up, and my friend was sitting in the seat in front of me, and she like put out her blanket and said, okay, I'm gonna go to the restroom, will you watch my stuff? I was like, sure. So she goes to the restroom, I'm sitting there, and I see this woman getting in the taxi, and she's got like eight bags. You know, she's got like a bucket of KFC, like this woman has all her stuff, and she starts putting her things down in the seat across from my friends. And she sits on my friend's chair. But my friend had her blanket like draped over the chair, so this lady is sitting on my friend's blanket that she's sleeping on. And mind you, Like, it's 9 a.m., but it's still hot, you know, and there's no way to explain African heat and humidity unless you've been in it. Folks in Atlanta think they know heat. Y'all don't know heat. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've been to Atlanta. I felt that it's not the same as what you feel in like Africa in the summer. <laughs> so like I know she's got like a funky booty, right? <laughs> like that's just that's a given, you know. But I don't want to be all like uppity. So I was like, oh, excuse me. Like um, let me pull this blanket out from under you. The woman looks back at me and she goes, what? <laughs> like like screws her face up at me and I was like um it's like okay let me try the skin I was like oh I just want to pull this blanket out from under you I was like you're sitting on my friend's blanket and this lady <laughs> she goes I know I'm sitting on the blanket she goes I'm not going to sit here and I was like oh my god I know you know try to keep a like smiling face because I have resting bitch face so I was like look nice Danny. <laughs> like be nice <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I know, I know. I just wanted to get this blanket out from under you. And this time I, like, gave it a tug, like, hey. <laughs> and the next thing I know, this woman goes off on me. She goes, are you stupid? da 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 You just don't call a person stupid. <laughs> it's just you want to get in a fight. And mind you, I just turned 21. So, you know, I was like, oh, if you want to get in a fight, we can get in a fight. So my friend comes running back, and she goes, what's going on? And I tell her, so then my friend's in it, and then the bus driver comes over, and he's like, what's going on? And we're telling him. So the bus driver's like, okay, well, you need to just move out of the way, gotta stay out of each other's way. And I'm like, all right, cool, gladly. So it's, we got into town, get into the capital of Mozambique, Maputo, and it's about 10 o'clock at night. It's really late. Been the longest day of our lives, most agitating day. We're hot, we're sweaty, all of it, we're done. So we take a cab to our backpacker, and in Southern Africa, backpackers just like, it's a hostel, basically. That's just what they call it. And my friend had booked a dormitory for us. And it's the cheapest option, you know, key thing right there. We were broke. Everything <laughs> had to be cheap. So we get there, we're checking in, and this woman is working at the front desk, and she goes, oh, uh-oh. We're like, what? And she goes, oh, well, I overbooked the dormitories. So immediately we're like, oh, Lord, what, why? And she goes, it's okay, though. You can take the private room. You know, you guys can sleep there. And then she goes, oh, no, 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 I'll charge you the same price as the dormitory, you know, for tonight. And then tomorrow you can get up and move your stuff down to the dormitory. So we're like, oh, okay, that's a win-win. Great, awesome. So get our stuff, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, get all our stuff repacked. And we're at the lobby, and the woman goes, you know what, you girls can just stay there. And we're like, okay, well, can we see an invoice? <laughs> you know, can we see where you're switching this room to the old price? And she goes, yeah, sure, here's the paperwork. Shows us, we're like, okay, fine. So we go out into the city, but we came back pretty early because the next morning we were going to wake up at about 3 a.m. to catch the shuttle bus to another, like, charter bus that would take us to Tofu Beach. Paradise, you have to go there. So we get to bed and get up on time, thankfully, and we're checking out. But this time the lady's not at the front desk. It's this older man. So he starts checking us out. He gives us the invoice. It's not the price of the room that she promised. It's the price of the more expensive room. So we're like, oh, no, no, no. We need to fix this. And then he starts arguing back with us. So it's early. I'm not a morning person. And I already told you I have resting bitch face. So I was like, I'm going to let my friends handle this. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to make this situation worse. You know, so I let my friend Delilah, who's like really sweet, I like her voice is like this, like really <laughs> nice, and you can't be mean to her. I was like, I'm gonna let Delilah do this because she's her she, name is Delilah. Her name is Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna let you handle this. So we're arguing with this man. She's going back and forth. Ten minutes go by. Fifteen minutes go by. You know, our shuttle is coming at 4 a.m. and it's the only shuttle of the day. And if you miss it, you miss your bus. Can't go to Tofu Beach. So it was about 3:45, and finally I was like, All right, nope. 
tried it. I tried it. I tried to be nice. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to jump in and be me. <laughs> so I was like, look, we're not paying you this. You can argue with us all you want. You're not getting this amount of money. So in reaction, the man goes over and he padlocks the only gate out of the backpacker. Like he had a big old lock, locks it, puts the key in his pocket and looks at us. So then I went off. <laughs> I was like, you are not going to hold me captive in Mozambique. You're going to let me out. So we ended up paying him off. You know, by then the car is like honking outside for us. We gave him like maybe, you know, $20 USD extra, but $20 was a lot for us. <laughs> so, you know, I was not happy. I was like, you know what? Just give me to Tofu Beach, whatever. I don't even want to talk to anybody the rest of this ride. So we get to the bus, and the bus is like, it's like a really old, kind of like aluminum-sided bus. From, you know, like the buses in the 70s. Yeah. And it doesn't have an aisle to walk down. The aisles actually fold down into seats. And guess where I have to sit? In the middle seat. And guess what I have in my lap? Like a carry-on luggage. And again, it's like 90 degrees, 40% humidity. <laughs> and I have another like six-hour drive ahead of me. So the drive, it was okay. I was starting to get comfortable. You know, we made friends on the bus, found the one person who spoke English, and, you know, he's telling us, oh, you know, we're this far away, we're this far away. So when he turned around to say, oh, we're about two hours away, we hear this sound like a scraping, like this metallic scraping, like skirt, 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 skirt. And then we hear, like, a big pop, like, poof, and then more scraping, and the scraping got louder. So we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> the bus pulls over. So apparently some piece of metal came off of the wheel well and was like hitting up against the tire. So the tire blew. So everyone gets off the bus. We're in the middle of nowhere. Like, I kid you not, we're in the bush. There's one dirt road that we're on. It's the only road in and out. And we're about two hours each way from anything. Right? And there's no shade. There's no water. There's no food. There's just us on the side of the road watching them trying to bang this piece of metal back into place with a fallen tree branch. <laughs> so I'm sitting and I'm like reflecting on all these things that I had to go through to get here and I'm still like not there and like I'm like <laughs> why is this happening to me? Like I just want to go to my paradise and swim in the warm Indian Ocean and be happy. Why? And finally, I had, like, this epiphany, like, after maybe, like, the first hour and a half. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You wanted an adventure, and this is what you get. You want to be an adventurer. You have to roll with the punches, and you just have to learn to be along for the ride, right? No matter where the ride takes you, you just got to be there and see it through. So then they get the tire fixed. We get back on our way. And maybe after, like, another hour and a half, hour 45, like, the air starts to change. It started to get lighter, and a breeze started to come across. I started to smell the ocean. I couldn't see it, but I could smell it. And we were going up and down these hills, and we got to the top of this really big hill, and all of a sudden I saw the ocean, and it was just, like, four different shades of blue and just beautiful. And <laughs> you know how in cartoons when the light comes down from heaven, it's like, oh. <laughs> That's what I experienced looking at the ocean. And then, you know, we went back down the hill. But as soon as that happened, for me, it was like, okay, like, see, you made it. All that happened, you made it, and it was all worth it, just for even just for that one moment to see the ocean like that. 
So we got to our backpacker, our new one, and it was an amazing experience. It's like a beach hut, you know, white sandy beach. We're right on the beach, right? There's a bar. Before we even put our bags down, the people are like, do you want something to drink? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Yes, I want something to drink. God bless you. And everybody was so nice, like the nicest people. And like there are people that I met there that I'm still in touch with today. You know, when I look back on that, I, I feel like it was all worth it. But I also feel like I learned my lesson in in riding the wave and in letting go. Once you learn that, then I feel like you've got your your adventurer chops, right? Or you can be in the club. You know, once you get lost and you find your way, then you can be one of those heroes in your books. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, visit youadmeatblack.com slash review to leave a review and subscribe. 